On today's show, we have Roland from the IOTEX project. We're going to discuss details about the project, investors, team and token, along with any other plans on the roadmap. Roland, let's get started by giving us some background about yourself. Sure. Thanks for having me, Joe. Nice to be here, actually. Yeah, my name is Roland, so CEO co-founder of IOTEX. Uh, yes, yeah, so some background about me. So I started my career when I was doing actually PhD in U Waterloo uh, in Canada, where my, my major was cryptography. That's where I got into Bitcoin really early at those days. 2009, 2010 age. Like lots of my research work has been actually, of course, with my advisor has been like a standardized by NIST, basically around how to design an encryption algorithm and how to crack them. Yeah, so that's why like a blockchain seems like under my radar uh, since day one. Then after graduation, I, I joined Google. I came to Bay Area. I joined Google, stayed there for five years, leading the teams, building things around security, privacy, and the cloud products for Google. So still some of the product actually me and my team built for Google still earns Google like $10, $20 million per year. That's pretty awesome. And after spending five years at Google, I, I joined Uber as their head of cryptography and stayed there for like a, probably 30 months or so. Uh, basically like a leading team to build lots of authentication mechanism, like a credential storage systems. Every time you, you know, have a car using your Uber app, it's basically me and my system behind. Yeah. And you have that, quite the background, <laughs> quite the background, quite the experience, yeah. huh? Yeah, that's, a, that's a, you know, all nice journeys actually. And then uh, I started IOTAX back in 2017 with two other co-founders. They're all here in the barrier. One is like a very good, a very early employee of Facebook. And another guy, another lady is actually from the VC industry. Yeah, so we three actually putting together a team. Uh, and we have done a big uh, round of fundraising in 2018, like a 35 million US dollar. Um, then we then we expand the team to like a 40, almost 50 people right now. Like most of the team is here in the Silicon Valley. So um, yeah, so our office in the Menlo Park, but we do have our overseas teams in Italy, Singapore, India, China, and other countries as well. So you guys have a, a headquarter there in Menlo Park, and then you got a distributed remote team also? Yeah, quite headquarter, but still everybody's working from home right now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, let me ask you, so what was like the, uh, I, I will call it the initial problem that you set out to solve when you started IOTEX? Yeah, that's a very good point, actually. Um, yeah, so problem, always start with the problem. So actually, like, uh, as we can tell, um, like the number of devices actually growing day by day, year by year. So people are saying by 2015, there will be 100 billion devices, you know, for 10 billion people per perhaps. Uh, meaning like everybody on average, we have 10 devices, you know, around him or her, basically watching, you know, collecting, learning, uh, basically you, right, all the time, 724. And unfortunately, like 99% of those devices and data are actually find this 100 centralized entities. This could be Google, could be like Facebook, you know, could be, could be Amazon, could be Tesla, could be Apple. Um, and they will probably use your data, use their device against yourself, right? So think about one day we have like a robot. I'm not sure if you see this Tesla news. So they will probably have this AI robot uh, coming to life in about one, two years. So if you have a robot at home, which is controlled by Tesla, right? So this is like a very scary uh, if someone hacked into Tesla's you know, system. So this could be a killing machine, which is sitting probably just behind you. <laughs> this is scary. <laughs> so, so that's why like we want to solve, solve the problem here. Like there are actually two problems. Uh, as I mentioned, security and privacy is definitely like a very big problem because those machines are just around us, just controlling us potentially. So we want to address this issue. And another one is basically stagnation of innovation, which is like a more kind of implicit problem per se. Uh, lots of people didn't see this, uh, but I did see like our team, they see this because, you know, because Tesla owns this, this silo, like this, like a smart car silo, Amazon owns this smart home silo, probably Google owns something else. And there's no interoperability between the, those device and data silos, meaning like the creators, innovators, you know, from probably cyberspace, they, they, they cannot do much, right? So even they have great ideas, uh, there's no way to put the ideas into production and scale them up. 
So that's why like, what we're trying to do is address these two problems uh, by basically bringing the Web 3.0 vision into the machines and to the devices. That's the so problem. Yeah. I, I know that uh, you guys have some devices already out. Can you kind of explain uh, what devices you have in the marketplace that are currently utilizing the IOTEX? Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, so, so yeah, back off a little bit, basically IOTEX is trying to build up this decentralized infra to power billions of devices and machines at scale. So basically the identity, uh, like the protocol will give them identity, trustworthiness, and their interoperability, and encourage, maybe incentivize the devices with some sort of token economics. Yeah, so we, we are like a full stack. Uh, we have built up our blockchain, you know, ground up in 2017 and uh, to 2019, which has been launched into production running by 100 more delegates worldwide, serving 70 million transactions, you know, big numbers and the great traction so far. And on top of the, the blockchain, we have different like a layer two protocols. Um, so one protocol is cross-chain protocol, basically connects IOTEX to other uh, kind of crypto ecosystems, blockchain ecosystems like a polychain, a polygon, uh, BSC and so mm -hmm. on. And there are another protocol, which we call TrueStream, is a stream for machines, right? Which connects with machines. For your question, like, you know, uh, for now, we have like around 7,000 machines living on IOTAX network, uh, mostly from two categories. One is you can, it's a home security camera, which you can purchase from Amazon. You can just search for IOTAX. <laughs> yeah, so that's kind of like a product. We work with a, manuf a hardware manufacturer to make it happen. Uh, it's a very beautiful smart home camera, 30, 40 bucks, uh, not too expensive. But the idea, the principle is pretty good, right? So you own your private key, you own your basically Bitcoin or, or you, you own your private key, you own your like a camera data. No one can tap into your home network to watching what you're doing. Um, so I think that's the beauty of this product. Yeah, already like a deployed like a few thousand into, into like a US families. So that's a, that's a great achievement so far. And another one is a paper tracker. It's more like a kind of, developer or an entity device, right? So which is like GPS sensor has other 16 type of sensors can collecting like a, you know, uh, speed, humidity, acceleration, uh, different sorts of data from the real world, from the scenario, um, and uh, basically fade into the D apps directly, uh, which will hopefully powerful, like lots of um, like innovative D apps, right? Basically we use, we, we, we basically put like a lot of effort into uh, these two products because we want to demonstrate the capability IOTEX can solve the two problems like we are describing here. One is privacy and security, and another one is stagnation of innovation. All right, so let's, can we go through like, you know, just for, I guess, like a simple explanation. So uh, whoever might not be familiar kind of gets a better understanding. Uh, when it comes to the camera, you know, whether it's being used for home or maybe small businesses are using it to have outside their, uh, you know, building, can you explain the uh, you know what the process looks like when from ordering the camera to how it's installed how it gets connected and how the data is managed and how that customer can uh, i guess choose if they want to be able to sell that data or not yeah that's a that's a that's a good one so it's no different than a smart home camera probably use google nest or use some other other camera right you just put it at home uh watch your home while you're away uh, i think that that's kind of like the same idea here uh, so this one called you can has won the ces innovation award uh, basically by doing this. So the setup is pretty straightforward, right? So you can purchase from Amazon.com, you can purchase from other distributors. I think we have a few worldwidely distributed you can to like consumers. And once you got your camera, you just install this uh, app on your phone, it's called YouCan, and you set up your private key, like you set up your crypto wallet. Mm -hmm. So it's a pretty fun experience. And you pair your YouCan with your private key, right? So you can start to encrypt all the data streams actually to captures. Right. Then this encrypted data stream actually goes to the 
could go to like a Filecoin to store to store all those data, or could go to like cloud provider like a Google Cloud, Amazon Cloud. But because they are encrypted by your private key, even like the cloud providers, they cannot look into your data. Then when you just open up your app again, you want to see what is going on in your home. So basically, this phone has a key and uh, can be encrypted the, the video stream that has to be encrypted by the UK, right? So that's why you can watch on your phone. Oh, what is going on here and there? So that's 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 how it works. It's, it's a very simple. It's a two consumer products, nothing too hardcore crypto. So I guess you can store as many hours of the video stream as you want to on a with a cloud provider, right? Is that what? Yeah, yeah. Filecoin too. If you want to store your st- stuff on Filecoin, that's also an option. Okay. Now, once the I guess the user has accumulated, you know, a certain amount of data. What is then their options with that data? Yeah, so we haven't uh, uh, you know, shipped this one out yet, but we have some internal POC. So this is pretty cool, right? So once you have your data, which are encrypted, uh, controlled by you, so you can feed the data into some sort of confidential computing engines, meaning so those things can compute, can compute something on top of the encrypted data. So there could be some AI mechanism, right? Or maybe AI algorithm uh, basically saying, oh, how beautiful, like how organized my home is, for example. Probably my room is not very organized. Uh, and <laughs> this is a fun app, right? It basically give a ranking uh, according to the, the, the label or degree of order, order, how your room is ordered. So that's, that's one. Another one, like a face recognition, basically can just know you and your family based on who's um, frequently just shows up in the camera space. So those are the things, basically, we will open to the developers later. But, you know, remember that, so different from Google products or maybe, maybe other home camera products. So this is like wholly the, the data is actually owned by you. You can even like later monetize the data, right? For example, you want donate your data to a research institution. Okay, that's your choice too. Okay, and so uh, what does those, I mean, uh, what are those options for users to be able to sell the data look like and kind of what will that process be? I mean, will they just accumulate it over a long period and then be able to pull it together to uh, data providers that'll kind of come in and, and bid on it? Or what are those options look like? Yeah, so so we're thinking about, or maybe we're even doing some research and POC about um, have like a data marketplace, right? So this is different from other data marketplace because it's streaming of data, streamers of data. So you can you can put up an order there and say, oh, I have a camera basically, you know, looking at my dog all the day. Um, and I'm going to put this one as an NFT or maybe as something, just put it on the market and people can just bid for this. Or, or you know, if, if someone just obtain the ownership of the, this NFT, maybe this 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 team, this uh, like a research team, right? So they can just have access into into my camera for a period of time. Yeah, I mean, what comes to my mind with the cameras at least is all the, I guess, public businesses that have like a front retail or something and they, you know, they have a camera outside and, you know, maybe people want traffic, body count or kind of activity to what's going on in that area that they can then approach those owners with that camera to, uh, you know, buy their data. Does that fit right? Yeah, that, that, that's possible. Yeah. So, um, so, so basically we, we're still thinking about what's the best way, you know, how do we structure this data marketplace? So uh, users have an easy way to understand while like the data they provide will likely to, to, to be used or maybe purchased by other like a data consumers. And just to reiterate for the people listening, so the camera's uh, up and it's capturing the footage and then it takes that footage and then how does IOTEX you know, come into play there? How does that work? So yeah, back off a little bit, right? So IOTEX is not a camera company. Yep. Um, we are like a you know, decentralized backbone basically to power different sort of devices. You can just one category of devices we are just having to power in right now. 
uh, there will be other category of devices like a Raspberry Pi, Arduino. Um, yeah, lots of them. For for you can basically like uh, what we provide or maybe what IoTax provide to the devices are actually you know three things. So one is identity. Basically, we give each device like identity so they can interact with each other. And the second one is like the data pipeline. Basically, how the how the camera data, maybe payable data, Raspberry Pi data can come into the other, maybe to a storage place, coming to a data consumer, and the other way around, like how the command from a data consumer can go into the to the device themselves. So that's two. And a third one, probably building on top of what we already have, is like a sort of marketplace to to match making the demands and the and the supply here. So supply could be some video camera data, could be some payable real world data, could be some functionalities from Raspberry Pi, right? Could be even something else. So that's kind of supply. And demand side, it really depends on the apps because all those data or maybe functionality provided by device. The apps are actually you know, serving the D apps. Maybe some D apps they are doing like a weather derivative, predicting how the barrier weather will be looking like in the next month or so, or like a traffic derivative, right? So how US one one will be will be jammed, have a traffic jam or not, or even be something like you know use the Raspberry Pi to visit a website. You know, those functionalities basically we want to tokenize them and gave the liquidity to the devices. So what uh, you know within this whole process? Well, I guess let's hit on the tracker. You mentioned a tracker, kind of. You know, explain that, you know, I guess in details of, you know, how, what that plays into the system. Yeah, Tracker is another example, right? So it's like a, a like an airport size, uh, basically have a GPS and other 16 sensors on this one. So let's let's talk about from user, like a use case perspective, yep. right? which makes it easy to understand. So we do have like a four or five teams that's working on using Payable Tracker and the entire IOTAX network to do the apps. So one very interesting the app is called Payable Go. It's sort of an NFT game file, uh, you know, um, type of the app. So you carry a device, you carry a payable, you go to a place, for example, the Miami Bitcoin conference 2021, you just press button, you prove to the blockchain, you prove to the contract, like you can be there for a specific time. Then the D app, the protocol uh, will issue like an NFT, right? Which were something probably you can sell it for sure. Or maybe you can forge this NFT with other NFT, basically to finish the, to uh, realize the, the idea of proof of presence. So th then you can, you know, so, sort of like a stake your NFT to do some DeFi mining to even exchange with other other holders. Uh, yeah, so that, that's kind of like one uh, interesting DApps. Uh, so like one team is working on. And another one is like uh, travel.com. It's mo most like a booking.com here in the US. You can book your flight, hotel, when you travel, right? So what they want to do with this proof of presence is they can have someone to have this payable to go to a place and the proof he or she has been there for a space of time, then there's like a, this D app will do the like an automatic reimbursement of the cost, like a traveling cost, you know, flight cost, hotel cost, and everything. And probably also we do some lawyer points um, to the person, right, who has been there. Yeah, so this is another interesting D app. So without, a, without I guess, a chip under the skin, how, do, how does the, when it comes to the tracker, right? I mean, can someone just hand that off to somebody else and kind of go in their place? Yeah, that's a good point. Of course, yeah, of course you can. So that that's called cheating. <laughs> <laughs> that is, I mean, obviously we're solving one problem at, at a time, but you know, it always seems to like come down to this chip under the skin thing, right? <laughs> that's true. Yeah, that's very true. That's but no, I can see how that could be beneficial. And so, how uh, you know, in all of this, how does the IOTEX uh, token play into this? Yeah, so IOTEX token is like a native coin. Basically, powers the IOTEX blockchain and the network. Network meaning like the uh, the layer two, um, some protocols. Uh, maybe I can do a screen share here if that's possible. Yeah. So this is like a one deck I used recently for um, for a chain link presentation uh, a few a few weeks back. 
Yeah, so, so IELTS token is basically the token that drives the IELTS blockchain. So we have a, like a PUS mechanism. So we do need to delegate like the validators to stake IELTS to actually run the node processing the transactions, producing blocks, uh, and maintain the security of the network. So that's one use of IELTS token. And another one, of course, so this one also coming with some governance power. So people can actually, you know, uh, use their staked IELTS to vote for some proposals. Maybe, oh, we should increase uh, the block reward you know, to a certain amount, yeah. And another one is like Ethereum. Uh, so this is gas fee for the network. So every time when you when you issue a transaction, so that's a gas fee you have to pay to the network, not us, to just to the network. So that's two. And and another one, basically, if you want to use like the the true stream protocol and the cross stream protocols on top of the IOTX blockchain, so you have to do some sort of staking and the and the, and fee here. And w within these, uh, I guess, call mechanisms, what uh, what part goes back to the protocol itself, and how does the protocol and its developers stay sustainable yeah that's a good question so so for the so so we have a pretty interesting like a like a model right um uh, gas model i think ethereum just activates their uh 1559 right um eip so so that's basically have a similar similar spirit here so all the gas fee from the transactions are not paying to all the validators instead it's just paying to a treasure to a, like a you know irs right okay and then all the block reward, all the gas actually to this treasure, and this treasure will use for like a future kind of uh, reward for the block validators. Uh, for example, right. So if we have more transactions, the more gas phase going to the treasure, the treasure becomes rich, and the treasure will be um, be the one responsible for uh, responsible for all the block reward in the next few years, right? So we hopefully can get some sort of equilibrium here, uh, so this protocol will be self-sustainable without you know inflation or you know, without anything here. So currently you guys can adjust as needed to allocate the proper fees to the treasury or whatnot. And that probably becomes more of a proposal in the future? No, so, so currently they're working like this. So when the protocol has been launched in 2019, so the foundation, I think they reserve 12% of the entire supply of IOTAX wow. into this treasure, right? So the treasure starts with 12% of IOTAX and gets refilled when there is a transaction. Um, then on the other side, producing every block, like the validator will get some sort of reward, basically consumes what the treasure has. Then at some point, we think there will be some equilibrium uh, as the use case just goes up. Okay. And then what about, I guess, you know, competitors, right? Kind of who are some of your competitors and kind of how are you guys differentiating yourselves from other projects out there? Yeah, I'm sure like you, you know the answer before you're asking the question. <laughs> yeah, sure. So, so I think uh, usually like people just talking about IOTAX altogether with IOTA, with Helium. Um, I think those are the probably three biggest IOT plus blockchain projects so far on the market, right? So there, there, there were probably 10, 20 issues of IOT blockchain like a project, but they all did, right? All like sort of pieces. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so there are very few like a serious players here in this in this field because dealing with device is hard. It's not easy or maybe not as scalable as you do a D app uh, like a unit uh, unit swap, right? Like from five hundred lines of code, so you can do like a twenty billion like a market size. So that's type of scalability, but uh, but we do see the chance here. So compared to IOTA, so no comment on their technology, but it looks like IOTA is not. Uh, moving forward aggressively enough. Uh, so still they're talking about the underlying layer one um, back technology, while everybody I think for now is talking about the adoption, the TV, all the users, right? So I think we are, you know, kind of leading on that respect, aspect. Uh, Helium, yeah, definitely like a very good, good friends with the founders. Uh, so they are here in San Francisco too. So I think Helium is addressing like a, 
a, a, a problem at a different layer. Basically, they are provides connectivity, right? So they want to be the 5G, they want to be the LTE or LoRa network provider for the devices. Um, so, so yeah, so I think they are trying to address like the problem, how your device can be connected to the internet through their hotspot in a decentralized way. While we are trying to solve the problem, like on top of this, is once you have, like your device has a uh, connectivity, how this device can actually talk with other devices, how this device can provide some sort of value to the dApps in the blockchain space. So it's a different layer of uh, problems we're trying to solve. Do so you guys come in as a, you know, as a benefit of the next added value after Helium, call it, after someone has that connectivity, then you guys come in? Yeah, yeah, that's true. Do so you guys feel that you're pretty much one of the sole uh, leaders, I guess, in what you're trying to tackle at the moment? Yeah, we do think so. We do think this is a huge space, right? So this is a trillion dollar market. Uh, and IOTAPS is really like a taking the chance here. All right. Uh, you know, what is the difference between Internet of Things and Internet of, I guess, trusted things? Yeah, so that's a, that's a good point. So Internet of Things is, is a very generic term, right? So basically, you can call your phone, your camera, your some sort of sensor, your car. Uh, yeah, everything is almost Internet of Things, but not everything is Internet of Trust Things. Uh, because we, we, we want the device that, uh, um, that's basically talking with DApps to be trustworthy enough, right? So they cannot cheat. Uh, so blockchain can make sure when the data coming to the block after the data coming to the blockchain everything is kind of secure and tamper proof but blockchain cannot make sure when the data coming from the real world to the blockchain like this uh this portion of the path is is trustworthy right so internal trust is exactly addressing this problem by pushing the boundary of trustworthiness onto the edge right of the entire protocol stack meaning like we can trust something even working on the edge like this paper is a very good example um it has a secure chip uh, built into the device. The moment it collects data from the real world, basically it will science everything to make it tamper-proof. Then the DApps will have an easy time basically to trust. Oh, so that's a temperature in your in your area. Right? So that's that's like the speed you have. Probably are driving a boat, right? For example, yeah. So that's so basically uh, something's validating certain data. Is that kind of for your yeah? So so you know because we want to provide liquidity for device and the data on the device then this device and the data on the device must be trustworthy enough, right? Before we make them exchangeable or tradable. Uh, otherwise, everybody is just making like a fake device and fake data, then there is no, yeah, there's no market for that. And I guess, you know, as we're kind of talking on the data marketplace, do you guys think that's something you're going to build out? Or are you guys going to look to partner with somebody else that already has the infrastructure they're building? So we want to partner with some other like uh, uh, protocols, for example, Ocean, right? So and other there are other protocols out there on the market. So they are very specialized in the data marketplace. So yeah, so I think we want partner because we do see ourselves we can power different sort of like a use cases. Data marketplace is one of them. Prediction market is another one. Is another one, and perhaps some sort of you know. Uh, controlling a bonnet of 100 thousand Raspberry Pi <laughs> is a sort of like a use case here. How does I guess IoTex you know compare to in speed compared to let's say Solana or other blockchains? Yeah, I think IoTex is like a apparently underestimated in terms of TPS. So I I, I was talking uh, with Tim basically the other day, right? So if you look on look at the uh, look on the market, there are just a very few public blockchains. That's basically uh, secure enough and decentralized enough, so the apps can actually go to their their chain, right? Solana, Near, uh, Ethereum, of course, Polygon, BSC, Arbitron recently. Probably, you know, ten or maybe twelve of them, I think, are real, right? Lots of them are just like a fork Ethereum code, just do something random and just maybe do a rack pool, just disappear without trace. Um, I, I think IOTEX is like a really underestimated because like we are a chain built from scratch, even compatible. 
meaning like the apps can actually come into IOTEX pretty seamlessly. And we, we are actually running by uh, roughly 100 delegates worldwide, not just by us, right? We cannot pause the chain unlike other public blockchain, right? You heard about, oh, we saw a bug, we paused the chain. How could you do that? Uh, we cannot, even we found a bug, uh, hopefully not. Yeah, so so in terms of speed, I think uh, IOTEX for now, so we produce a block every five seconds. So we can do uh, one sound TPS easily, uh, one sound TPS easily, then, you know, we can even like a straight to two sound TPS just for perhaps like a peak, peak TPS, I think. And in terms of, um, yeah, so the, the reliability, I think that's also a key factor when you look at the blockchain, right? So some blockchains, so they, they constantly having problems, like they, they will do some sort of reorg of the chains, for example, not try to poly, you know, criticize Polygon, but they do have a, this reorg, which happens pretty often, meaning like they have a kind of side chain that growing without notifying the entire network. Then later when it's public to network, everybody says, oh, so this is the longest chain. So we should like switch to this chain, right? Then lots of things actually happening here on the previous main chain are like, a, the, will be overrided by what is happening here. I think this is called reorg. And we see lots of networks, they're having these issues all the time. But if, if you look at the IOTAX history, which we launched almost three years in production, like uh, there's, you know, not even once, like we, you know, even like a pause the chain or maybe roll back the chain, right? It's always running, always running. So that is kind of like amazing uh, because we have the first kind of top-notch team here in the Bay Area. Well, considering how, how good the team is and the product that you're building, I mean, how do you just get more adoption out there and how do you get the word out there and, you know, build that community of users? Yeah, that's a key question, man. That's a key question. So we, I, I think we, we have done the, um, the, uh, the foundation for file tax network a lot of things are actually here the blockchain is stable the layer two protocols are pretty good so for now it's it's the time to bootstrap the ecosystem so we do have our strategy to to bootstrap the ecosystem we we call this like a 100 projects in 2021 right <laughs> so that here we're going to uh, incubate invite and having like the protocols uh, like the products basically launching on IOTAX, 100 of them before the end of this year. I think we're, we can get there easily. We already have like a 2030-ish IOTAX right now, some NFT, GameFi, some, uh, you know, DeFi, um, and, and, and some are uh, actually, you know, machine-related. Yeah. Can, can you note or can you disclose like any notable projects that are currently being built out? Sure. In, term, in terms of DeFi, so we, we have like a protocol that's called BMO Finance. Uh, that's a DEX, that's a pancake on IOTAX or maybe Uniswap on IOTAX. That has been launched like for a few months like a really stable. So they will probably open up liquidity mining plus launching their token in the next month or so. So this is very exciting. And there is like a stable coin that is like a liquidity, like a stable coin that's coming to IOTAX in about two to three weeks. Uh, Chainlink integration is about to be done. So I, uh, so I do foresee, uh, you know, uh, a lot of like sort of lending borrowing stable coin type of DF will come in. And after that, so we can see lots of yield farming stuff. I think those things will come later, but definitely for sure. And NFT, so we have uh, NFT marketplace. Uh, it's called Sota that Finance. That's kind of open sea type of NFT marketplace that has been launched on IOTEX the two weeks before, and they are seeing some tractions coming up. Lots of people just buying and selling the NFT there on, on IOTEX. And the most interestingly is like a, a game. It's called Linkstar that has launched last week. Uh, they are still doing beta testing. Uh, but they're getting a lot of people, like uh, probably because, because GameFi is hot, is on fire. Right yep. <laughs> Axie set the set the set, uh, set the benchmark. Yeah. yeah, so it's like an Axie Alive sort of game. So you, I, I don't have time to play, right? So I cannot. Use <laughs> 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 yeah, it's, it's sort of like you you use their token to purchase an NFT card. You can afford. You can do some stake and mine, and you can trade. Yeah, it's a very interesting game. So they're getting like a 
few thousand users just within like a two days of free. So that's that's amazing. And you mentioned now the, the hundred, I believe, hundred projects you'd like to launch, right? Yeah, now these projects all have the ability to apply for grants from the foundation, or what, what's available to them? Yeah, so that's a, that's a great that's a great one. So basically, we give them three things. So one is like a grant, which we call Halo Grant. So usually, I start with like basically you you, you define the milestone and you put on the proposal like a on completion every milestone how much grant you want to receive. So that they feel like a core team at foundation will review and give them grant to start with. And second one is some sort of community and marketing because we do have 100k like a very active users. So we can, you know, bring those users to the D apps. So they will have some data user and of course marketing and branding. We can share some resources with them. And third one is probably some some connections within the, like the crypto industry, like the exchanges, like some, you know, kind of friends project. So they can have like an easier collaboration with third parties. And you guys get uh, a lot of applications or? We do. We do get a lot of applications. I'm a, apparently like a kind of low quality, right? Kind of spamming like application. Yep. There are some very high quality products actually here. Like this link star I was mentioning was like a very early Halo grant project and they keep building for the past two, three months. Now it's their time to show. So yeah. Well, that's, that's good. That's great. That's great to hear. Let's see what do we have about the burn drop tokenomic. Can you tell us, explain that to us? Yeah. So yeah, that's a good point. Basically, I, I should mention about this when you're talking about the IOTAX token utility. So another utility IOTAX has is by onboarding one device on, onto IOTAX blockchain where they think like the protocol will burn a certain amount of IOTAX, right? Basically making the entire IOTAX deflationary. Um, so that's the idea of this one. So the design is trying to capture the, the, the economic value because apparently like the more devices network is powering, the val more valuable so this platform or network it should be, right? It's like a TV type of thing. Yeah. So that's why we want to tie the token and the, the value of the platform to the number of devices in a way. So that's why like every time there's a device coming and being like, activated, there are sort of some of IOTAX gets burned. It's called burn draw because like, like a portion of the IOTAX is just burned, just burned to ash, burned to zero, uh, zero address. And a portion of this IOTAX is actually airdrop to the long-term long -term stakers. So they are getting some sort of passive income. Here. Is there any way that you can, I guess, at some point give away, let's call it free devices in exchange for like a year's worth of data in some type of contract that could organize that? No, not, not for now, but, but you, you, you have a good point here. Uh, so we do say there is an ecosystem project called healthcare.eu, uh, I'm sorry, healthblocks.eu. So they are doing this wearable devices, right? So like the idea is they will probably just give out free wearable devices in exchange for users' data, right? So user by mining their probably healthcare data uh, so they can pay off like the, the cost of this uh, wearable within, within a few weeks. And the data, so they have different use of this healthcare data that so they can be fit into their physicians for something, or maybe they can fit into some interesting applications. For example, give me a score, see how healthy I am, right? So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, so that's that's pretty interesting. But definitely, like we see, uh, in the long run, the device themselves should be free, right? So the user is just, because like the, the value actually uh, user generates using the device will will surpass the the cost of the device itself. It's just a matter of how long it takes, right? Exactly. Even for a car, right? So, so for example, you're just like providing data points to Google Maps, for example, right? Every day when you're driving, then probably Google should pay pay the car for you, right? Not not yourself. That's true. I agree. I mean, well, I mean, <laughs> they all should be, all should be paying us, right? I'm sure that's what everybody thinks. What things do you guys have on the roadmap? What are you guys planning on implementing over the next year or two? Yeah, that's uh, that's uh, that's 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 keeping us very busy. 
Um, so usually you see some projects where when they're done with building, right, it's done, right, game over. But for us, it's just getting started, right? It's just getting started. For IOTEX, it's worth one billion entire project right now, I think roughly. Uh, my goal is at least like a twenty billion dollar worth of project here. So what we are trying to, how, how do we try to get this twenty billion dollar like evaluation? So I think uh, like adoption is definitely key here. Uh, so we will be driving very hard in terms of uh, ecosystem growth. Uh, like I said, right, either we inviting other projects to IOTEX, we we um, we incubate some of the new projects, we invest in some projects. Oh, by the way, we do have an ecosystem fund. It's called IO Fund. Uh, we invest into projects, right, by hoping them to come into IOTEX too. So that's one. So that's an entire, like a very big initiative for the entire IOTEX team. And next one is IOTEX 2.0. We plan to launch this one probably this year, Q4 or next year, Q1. So this is like the protocol that drives machines, right? Trustlessly. Once we have this one, so I think IOTEX can have some very unique applications and ecosystem around the machines, right? Unlike the DeFi sort of ecosystem, like looks like every public blockchain is having this DeFi layer right now, uh, which I do think is a necessary layer for every public chain to have, but we do want to have a kind of some very unique scenarios applications. So that's why IOTAS 2.0, this layer to drive the machine will also be a very big initiative for the team. Yeah, entirely speaking, I think this tool will just keep us busy enough for the next uh, one to two years or so. Do you think uh, adoption beyond crypto native users, I guess, is the biggest challenge to the extent that whenever those people hear crypto or anything, they're not familiar with it or how to use it. And so they're maybe just turned off. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. You know, like our brain just works in this way, right? When you see something unfamiliar with, you feel like kind of uncomfortable. So you like, uh, just ignore this one for now. Uh, you convince yourself this is not important for now, so you just ignore it. So that's how our brain works. But we do see like the crypto is kind of overflow to the entire, entire world in a way. Uh, different like the big news uh, institutions, they are taking up Bitcoin, you know, just into their portfolio. Coinbase is doing good. Oh, after, yeah, basically I uh, forgot to mention, like we recently got listed on Coinbase, um, which is also a very big milestone to make IOTEX a universal access what? access to, to people around the world. Coinbase also is doing good. Uh, that generates lots of good news. And uh, yeah, people, I, I think like a device and machine is also another way so we can outreach to people who's not in the crypto space yet. NFT and game, they like I have a very similar functionality, right? Because you don't have to understand crypto. If you're interested in playing games, if you're interested in doing some NFT collection, you can come here, right? So you can do your NBA, Top Shop. You can do some, you know, sort of generative arts. Um, those are, I think, the, the effort trying to broadcast of crypto to just normal people. I agree. I think uh, someone said a while ago, once a lot of the users are already using it and they don't really know it is the day we made it, right? Yeah, that's that's true. That's true, right? So for example, for a normal user who's using YouTube or maybe TikTok, he or she doesn't have to understand like the very complicated infrastructure under YouTube or TikTok. Yep. Yeah, just just have fun. They just need to know. They just need to be able to post and get some money back in their wallet, right? Or, or crypto, whatever it is. <laughs> Let's, you know, I guess we'll leave off. You know, there's a lot of uh, layer ones and competitors out of the market. I mean, anything else to kind of note that uh, is specific around your strategy to kind of keep a moat around yourself or to keep, you know, competitive? I, I think I, because I have been in this industry, right? Like a four and a half year full time. So uh, I have lots of observations here. Uh, so basically, crypto is just like one hot wave after another one. For example, you know, ICO comes first, then there's a bear market, then DeFi comes in, then NFT comes in, now this game comes in, right? It's it's always like this. So so like uh, IOTEX, basically, I think we uh, our strategy to grow is basically riding the waves. Uh, but still, like we are very stick to our 
original uh, vision, right? That's like a machine device world. I, I think we are getting there. It's just not now, not today, not this year, but like we're definitely getting there, give it like a few years. But you know, in the meanwhile, so we are still writing those waves to grow ourselves in terms of users. Because one day, like the technology, for example, we can't do this. Uh, we can't use IoTech to, to control your Tesla, for example, right? One day this comes, we do need a, like a huge adoption from the users. So that's that's why we want to prepare this 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 users just like really to be here with us all the time to to enjoy our latest technology to basically own your data, control your data, and you know utilize your data. Well, do you think the uh, impact of uh, regulatory, I guess, discussion around the globe right now on data and privacy and things maybe Apple are starting to implement as uh, uh, starting points and kind of actually helping us in the long run? Definitely, definitely true from an education perspective for sure. But for now, the the paradigm is wrong, right? Because every big company, they will work for their profit. So that's why they always want to own more of user data. Uh, so that's that's kind of uh, their mentality for now. Regulation, I think it's sort of trying to fix this one. Not sure about how effective it could be. And uh, yeah, but I do think like the paradigm should shift, like just let the user to own their data. That's the right way to go down. Well, I guess maybe at least it's maybe a, a notifying people that there's definitely options out there though, right? Yeah. All right. So for our final question we always have is, what are the plans to help increase the utility of the token over the, and adoption over the next few years? Yeah. So like I said, right, so first is like uh, inviting more and more projects coming to IOTAX. Apparently, like uh, we were talking with like those big names like Abbey Curve um, and there, there are a few uh, big names. So they're coming. And we're also talking with tier two and tier three projects as well. Some DeFi, NFT, GameFi. So definitely like uh, bring them um, to, to IOTAX lab for sure. And on the other hand, so we are trying to create this very unique kind of ecosystem uh, that's that's like the machines, right? Blockchain powers the machines and machine do something to 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 uh, for for its honor. Um, so so yeah, so that there are like a two things we're working on. Right now. All right, well, I appreciate that. Anything else you would like to leave off? You know, leave our listeners with today? No, I think we're good. Uh, um, yeah, probably lastly, I I feel like uh, crypto is a revolution, right? It's a social movement. It's actually coming. So not not the machine IO tax too much, but if you look at the entire like a crypto, Bitcoin, Ethereum, I think uh, every, every, everything is kind of growing right now, starting from four, five, six, six years back. Uh, that's a trend. I think that's a trend for the future. Basically, internet will be evolving to next stage where each of like a small utility will have some sort of token, right? Utility become economics. And those gears of like a small economics, so they will compose of like a entire, like a big internet economics. So that's how I see the world. Um, yeah, so IOTAX is definitely like, uh, you know, so we are taking this like a machine economics as our mission and vision. Uh, we, we will always stick into this and uh, we will grow as a crypto group. We will grow as a human being, you know, uh, having a better life. How long do you think just, you know, this whole adoption cycle really will take to play out from a technical side and also getting the users? I think give it just a few years, give it just a few years. So we are seeing this like a pretty clear right now. So pro- probably like a Reddit, right? So they will have some token to just grab there, like a foreign to incentivize their user to grow. And Telegram, of course, I know they failed, but they, they, they won't have a token. Probably Facebook will also have a token. Right. Uh, maybe even one the Google will have a token, right? Once you use a search engine, you have to use a token, right? <laughs> yeah, then all those functionalities, so, so they can be tokenized, so they can be like a interactable in a way to work with each other. So that's how like the economic works. For example, you have a you have a like a laundry store, right? So that's your functionality, right? So you use your uh, money basically to pay for a laundry, to pay for the cost, and I have a probably a barber shop, right? So how we interact is like this money basically exchange for that. I feel like the same is happening right now to the internet. 
I mean, do you think most so you think most companies will have what's called the the company or the foundation equity stack, and then they'll have that utility token uh, community social? Yeah, I think so. Everything will be tokenized using the token. It's a great way, you know, to have inequality. Yeah, well, I appreciate that. And what is the best way for uh, our listeners to get hold of you, or if they'd like to learn more about IOTEX? Oh, for sure. Like, uh, if you want to learn more about IOTEX, it's IOTEX the IO. So that's our website. Uh, if you want to just reach me, uh, it's Roland at IOTEX. Definitely, like uh, we are growing, the team is growing, so we are looking for different kind of roles or maybe stakeholders for IOTEX Foundation. So we are looking for developers, innovators, engineers, as well as we are looking for like a marketing communication specialist, as well as well, like we are looking for people who has experience in governance, even some uh, investment, uh, banking experience would be helpful to us too. Yeah, definitely. Like, I gave me a shot. If you you are interested in what you're doing, I appreciate that, Roland. Uh, you know, I appreciate all the great information by IoTech today, and I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. Sure. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. It's uh, it's quite fun to have this conversation. Thank you.